We are in Doctrine and Covenants section 76, verses 50 through 70 and 92 through 95. And we're focusing on the celestial glory in these verses. So it starts in verse 50, talking about the resurrection of the just. And the just is, if you look in DNC 2913, it talks about those who um, are have kept a testimony of Jesus and tried to follow him. Um, and it talks about being crowned with righteousness and clothed, even as he is or being one with him. And 51 describes this. These are they who received the testimony of Jesus, believed on his name, were baptized after the manner of his burial, which is by immersion, being buried in the water in his name, and this according to the commandment which he has given, and then go on to 52, that by keeping the commandments, they might be washed and cleansed from all their sins and receive the Holy Spirit by the laying on of hands of him who is ordained and sealed by this power. And I love that it talks about entering into this covenant of baptism by the priesthood authority. We've entered into this gate and had a desire to enter into covenants with Christ. That's what it means to be part of his fold and to follow him. And it talks about in 53 who are overcome by faith. And the reason I have that underlined is because you have to believe Christ can do what he says he's going to do. He's already performed it for us. We're not having faith in what's going to be. We're having faith in what already happened and that it will cleanse us, that he will think we are worth covering by his atonement. So we have to have faith that he will do what he said and be sealed by the Holy Spirit of promise. They are they who are the church of the firstborn 55. They are they into whose hands the father has given all things. He wants, and in 56, it talks about priests and kings receiving the fullness of his glory. And if you go back to verse 20, it says, And we beheld the glory of the Son on the right hand of the Father and received of his fullness. He wants us to have all that he has and to be one with them. And that's what it's talking about. He goes on to talk about other people, Melchizedek, Enoch, that have done this and given examples. And then if you go to 61, wherefore, let no man glory in man, but rather let him glory in God, who will subdue all enemies under his feet. And that brought to mind the scripture in Alma 26, 11. And Ammon said to his brothers, I do not boast in my own strength, nor in my own wisdom, but behold, my joy is full. Yea, my heart is brim with joy, and I will rejoice in my God. And then 16, therefore let us glory. Yea, we will glory in the Lord. Yea, we will rejoice, for our joy is full. We will praise our God forever. Behold, who can glory too much in the Lord? Who can say too much of his power and his mercy, his long suffering towards the children of men? And I love that because that's what it's talking about. Do you have faith in this king, this God who has come to atone for us and wants us back? Do you have faith that he loves us? Do you have faith that if you get really good at repenting and trying to follow him and every day commit to do that and every week take the sacrament and renew your covenants to take his name, it's enough 
None of us would make it without Christ. It doesn't matter how much you need, how little you need. Um, I remember at one point in time teaching a seminary lesson and I put this equation on the board and I said, tell me all we have to do to make it to heaven. And they said things like scriptures, prayer, um, church, service. And so I started writing the initials like S plus C plus S plus S plus P plus and just kept going. <coughs> and when they started to go, I don't know, I said, well, what do you think the prophet does besides that? And then they added a few more things. And then I said, is that enough? Will we make it into heaven if we do all of that? And the whole point in that is we had this whole equation across the board. I put it in parentheses and outside the parentheses, I put an A for the atonement. It doesn't matter how much we do in those parentheses, how much we do like the prophet, how little we do like me or someone else who's striving or a little eight-year-old who's trying. Um, I actually do try to do a lot. I'm not the prophet, but that was, um, it doesn't matter what's in the parentheses. What matters is if we daily strive and if we daily repent and we daily come to him and have faith knowing we have to be tethered to him, we have to believe in him, then we make it. It's enough. We get to be where we want to be. And I want to be with the Savior. And I love that these verses teach that, that it is our choice and all who want to be with him will. All who are seeking him will. Um, there are those, verse 63, there are, these are they whom he shall bring with him when he shall come in the clouds of heaven to reign on the earth over his people. So those who have passed on who did that, my dad being one, will come back and they will come in the clouds. And I remember conference just not too long ago. And I think it was Elder Anderson who said the clouds will be filled with people. And all of a sudden, that revelation that we have that everyone will see it. Well, how could you miss it if the clouds are filled with those who have sought for him and are coming? They will be filled with angels, the heavens will, and we will all see and know Christ is coming. So I love that. 69, these are they who are just men. And I love that it says that, just men, just good men. They're good men made perfect through Jesus. That's the only way. The mediator of the new covenant, and that's the temple covenant, who wrought out this perfect atonement through the shedding of his blood. So these are they who have covenanted with God, who get to live with him because they have tried every day, and he makes up the difference. And I remember teaching this and saying to my students, how many of you think I am as good as Joseph Smith. And the room kind of got quiet. I said, that's not a trick question. I'm not. I'm nowhere near Joseph Smith. And if I believe my goal is to live in heaven with God and with Alma and Joseph Smith and Nephi and President Monson and President Hinckley, President Kimball, and all of these people that have taught me so much by reading their stories and reading their teachings and made me a better person, I have to believe there is still progress 
that they're still learning. And I love the scripture that tells us there was repentance before we ever came, that there was learning before we ever came. And we so wanted to continue to learn and knew that would be accelerated by that experience here on earth. And so we chose to come. So I love that it is good men who are made worthy to live with God through the atonement and through what he has done for us. It's all about Christ. Okay, flip to 94 and 95. It says, they who dwell in his presence are the church of the firstborn, and they see as they are seen and know as they are known, having received of his fullness and of his grace. And he makes them equal in power, in might and dominion. He gives us the gift to become one with him because of our efforts and our desires. He's who makes it so that we get to be there and have the same purpose, the same desire, and to dwell with him. And that is something I so look forward to. What joy these scriptures give because really that whole thing, if you are striving daily, if you are trying, and as a mom, I can tell you where my kids' hearts are, and they are not perfect. I can tell you where their faults are, but do you know what's awesome? They would say the same thing about me. They can tell you my faults, but they also know I am striving to be with my Heavenly Father and Jesus Christ. I hope you know the church is true, and more than that, I hope you know how much our Savior loves you.